Juan Soto hit that single to right. The ball skipping past Trent Grisham. It's going to sting. It's going to sting for a long time. It's essentially gifting the Nationals a divisional berth. I mean, it's going to hurt, and I expect it to hurt when I really kind of debrief and uh, go into offseason. Boy, that's going to be a hard one for him to shake off. Trent Grisham there. WTMJ's Greg Matzik was in the clubhouse after the game. Hey, Greg. Hey, guys. How you doing? We're okay. Life could be a little bit better today. <laughs> better. Right. I'm at the airport, but I'm not on the flight to Los Angeles, so I guess right. I'm coming home. <laughs> Boy, that that was rough for the crew after the game. Yeah, you know, to Trent Christian's credit, he handled every question in that clubhouse, and there was a mob of reporters around him in the center of the Brewers clubhouse. Pretty somber mood, as you might expect, but Grisham took every question. Uh, he had tears rolling up in his eyes. He didn't dodge anything. And, you know, that's a, a tough spot for a 22-year-old or any player, really, um, to feel like you cost your team an opportunity to advance. But Josh Hader and his locker did the same thing. said, look, Grisham's got nothing to worry about. He's like, that's on me. I wasn't where I needed to be in the strike zone. Shouldn't have got to that point with two outs. And uh, Hader was more squarely kicking the loss on his shoulders. You feel so badly for, for all of the players, uh, Greg, but, but especially uh, Grisham. And I have to assume, because they are such a team, that they, they're still going to have each other's backs, right? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Trent Grisham's got a long career ahead of him, and uh, he asserted himself very well as a 22-year-old. I, I would even argue that his first plate appearance, where he drew a walk, That's right. uh, when there was a charged crowd of 50,000 people and Steven Strasburg throwing 98 miles an hour, He's never played in a playoff game before, and Grisham stands in there and gets on base to set up Grandal for the home run. I mean, that was just a small glimpse of the incredible amount of poise that he has. But you're right, though, Jane. You get to a point where you feel like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. And then it was so jarringly sudden how it just was taken away from the Brewers and you know, how the mistakes sort of piled up. Greg, I know we're still in the immediate wake, the immediate aftermath of the loss, but can you consider this a successful season for the Milwaukee Brewers, all things considered? How do you view it? Yeah, I think if, if you look at the team that was assembled at the start of the year, Brian, you'd probably look at it and say, oh, man, just you know, fell short again, and it's disappointing. Um, but if I were to put on paper all of the things that happened to the Brewers from the start of spring training until now, you'd wonder how that team even made it to the playoffs. So. Uh, I think it was a remarkable story of resiliency. I, I still think it's fair to feel disappointed uh, and frustrated for how it ended, but uh, this team still took fans and each other on a, a pretty magical ride through a historic September to get to this point. Uh, that, I think, is what I'll remember more from the season. I saw you tweet about this last night, Greg. Where do you think last night's loss stacks up in the, the hierarchy and the growing list of painful Wisconsin sports losses that we've suffered in recent memory? Yeah, I don't like adding to this list. It's getting it's annoying. Tough, man. It's getting old. <laughs> it's just too many things on it, right? I mean, the Packers lost to Seattle is is probably on top of that list for me, and always will be, just because what was at stake. I'm sure the Brewers would have advanced to the playoffs, but you're talking Super Bowl with that Packers and Seattle game. I even think the the Bucks and, and how it fell out of their hands in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. I think the Wisconsin losing to Duke in the NCAA championship game. I mean, it's in that category of frustrating and painful losses that Wisconsin sports fans have had to endure over the last decade or so. Greg, looking ahead, we asked Matt Pauley about this earlier this morning. What's going to be the biggest difference next year for this team? There's going to be a lot of changes in the next four, five, six months. Yeah, the soup is going to taste different. I think you look at a pair of all-stars and Mike Moustakis and Monte Grandal, they were on one-year deals, so there's nothing set in stone for them next year. I think Drew Pomeranz made himself a lot of money in the offseason. 
given what he did during the stretch run for the Brewers, he, he has reinvented himself as a potentially dominant reliever. So will the Brewers find a way to keep Pomeranz around? Even Jordan Lyles, uh, terribly effective for the Brewers uh, during his, his brief stint. You're always going to have turnover, but at the same rate, you're going to get players back. I mean, I would expect Bobby Wall and Corey Knable to be a part of this team next year. The starting staff is going to go through some changes, you would have to imagine, with Shasin gone and uh, Burns might find himself out of the organization. I don't know that Jimmy Nelson will be back. Chase Anderson, there's a, a team option to pick up his contract. So the Craig Council says it every year. The soup is going to taste different, but you feel like the philosophy and, and the mentality of the team will stay the same, built around its core. WDTMJ's Greg Matzik from the airport in Washington, D.C. Before we cut you loose, Greg, you noticing any Brewers fans over there, maybe at the airport bar? Drowning their <laughs> sorrows, anything like that? Uh, I am currently by a Starbucks, so they do not serve Bloody Marys, but uh, maybe they do. I don't know. Uh, no, I don't notice any Brewers fans this morning. There's a small media contingent uh, taking the flight back to Milwaukee today. We'd go through Detroit. Um, there were some who were on an earlier flight to get home. I know that. Uh, but it was there was a spattering of Brewers fans yeah. uh, placed behind the Brewers dugout last night. But I, I'd say you could count Brewers fans in the hundreds and certainly not the thousands. Well, nice work last night, Greg. As always, thank you for everything you're doing. We'll see you when you get home. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you.